This is Fat Radio International. Embrace the alternative. unlike anything on your planet the story of a boy a boy and a universe a big sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance it's a spectacle light years ahead of its time an epic of heroes and villains and aliens from a thousand worlds a billion years in the making Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Hello and welcome to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. With me, Mike Royce, and wealthy playboy Chris Hayes, we're the editorial <laughs> team of Starburst Magazine. <coughs> Sorry, I choked on my peach relentless then. It's okay. Wealthy. He's taken to living in hotels now. Oh, he lives that's in what hotels you mean. Now. Yes. I'm like Bruce Wayne. I'm He's just out there. He's out in the world. I mean... Living I, in I, hotels. I saw it more like Alan Partridge, really. Okay, I've, I've been kicked out. It's a bit house. posher than that. Well, not kicked out. Shauna came back the other day after a, a, a holiday in Germany. She was going to check out some wrestling. She came back on Monday night, popped yeah. her head in the lounge and went, I, I can't come near you. I, I'm too sick. Okay, right. Oh, Cracked on with my tea. And then I get a phone call from the other room and it's Shauna. I've got... I've got COVID. Chris, I've got COVID. So I had to get the hell out of there yep. before I got it as well. So, yes, I am in a hotel. Uh, but maybe, maybe my version was a bit better. Wealthy playboys don't sit there eating uh, a pot noodle and a bo- and getting through a box of Ritz crackers. That's what I've been living off. It's room service, man. No, have you seen the prices? I've seen the prices of the stuff. Five quid for a cheese in... toast. You know way, man. I've seen the price of the stuff that's in the fridge. My God. Oh, I don't get a fridge. Oh, you not got a fridge? No, no. No, you're ruining this story. It was it was all set up. It was all great. And the reality, it's crumbling. It's an ibis. my eyes. It's an ibis, right? And it's uh, it's it's just up the road. In the oh, city. why don't you tell them all exactly where you're staying? In the city so centre. Just up they've got a problem with this show. Uh, Joshua Brooks, you know the one, yeah? Oh, God, why are you saying that on air? Well, it won't Life. matter. It won't matter. It will if... But if it will if it goes down like the other week when uh, we were having World War Three with various readers and oh listeners. Yeah, you know, I, d- I don't want people knowing where we are. But get this right. I've, I've, I'm trying to pimp out the ibis to people. 
Why? I was real because it's kind of spacey in there. I, d- I like the look of it actually. There's like a real your bathroom is like this elevated little weird pod, and it's mm. uh, it's like something out of 2001. Mm. Yeah, it's like oh, yeah, really yeah. compact little bathroom. It's ace. Well, they're not too bad. I mean, was that an ibis that I stayed in? Oh no, that was the one that Lenny Henry advertises, wasn't it? In London, when I ended up in a. Um, Premier storage, Inn? yeah, Premier Inn, yeah. I ended up get they changed rooms, and I ended up. You and Martin got your room, and I ended up in a storage cupboard, <laughs> sleeping in a storage cupboard. <laughs> People will think I'm joking when I'm saying that, but it was it was a storage cupboard. There were there was furniture in there. <laughs> it was so obviously a room that had been taken out of service while they were putting shoving old furniture from other rooms in and some numbnuts at reception had accidentally give it me this is this is uh, the going back about what four years ago now yeah, it's when we went ago. to that cbs party star trek party when we met the um, interviewed to k yeah. george to k well, there we then, go that's and, good isn't it and i nicked all those hors d'oeuvres that were whatever they were the the um, Profita rolls of some a nicked a tray off the woman because I thought they were ours. Yeah, that was embarrassing. That, <laughs> of course, it was. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I I got told I... they were bringing us some, and she was obviously just working the room. And when she came, I just assumed them were ours, and I took the entire tray off. You them. did. Yeah, and I saw her face. <laughs> she looked devastated. Yeah, she looked like were... she didn't know what to do. That she'd encountered the Godfather. Oh yeah. yeah, oh yeah, it was awful. I'll take all of those, thank you. <laughs> it's the worst behaviour I've ever seen. Good lord! Did we get through an introduction? Not really. Oh, oh well, we're we're bringing you the uh, official radio show of Starburst Magazine, the magazine <laughs> of fantastic films and television. Wow, that was good. That listen. We had that other tagline a long time. We did. And it's stuck. And it takes me a long goddamn time. And if we have this tagline for a decade we will and we change it again, I'll probably be saying this for about five years after the world's we changed longest it. running magazine of fantastic films and television. Yeah, yes. I know it's I know it's easy that, isn't yeah. it? It's easy. That's why we changed it. We literally changed it because it was easier and it described the magazine better. Well, and yet I want to go, oh, the longest-running magazine of sci-fi, horror, fantasy, and blah, 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 blah. Which it was for at least uh, 10 years, wasn't it? When, yeah, when we, we started it, it, it was that. Cult but, entertainment. Oh, we dabbled with point. that for a little while. We dabbled with cult entertainment. We did, yeah. yeah but, but like over the 11 years since we took over... Mm. All this niche stuff is now the mainstream stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah, you can't get the, away from genres. So, you, you, right. We'd be doing ourselves a disservice okay. if we go, oh, we're just, we're just a little, oh, God, little yeah. old genre magazine yeah, doing no. sci fi fantasy. No, that sci fi no. fantasy horror is what so everybody when, wants now. When the magazine was great. first kicking around, and that was a point, though, when lots of people read lots of magazines, a lot more than now. And. What we were covering, you would say it's niche stuff. Was it? I mean, I mean, even back then, I mean, Star Wars changed all of that, but it still took a long time before TV. You had a load of genre TV shows. And the, the oh, make no bones about it, the stuff we cover in Starburst magazine are the top streamed shows on all the streaming platforms, aren't they? Really? 
the Star Trek stuff, that that's the, you know, uh, Last of Us. Good God, that's mainstream TV. There's that many people watching well, The Last of what, Us. That's what I mean. It's all know. mainstream TV now. Yeah. When we started, Game of Thrones, barely anyone knew what Game of, Game oh, of yeah. Thrones was. And it was unheard of to get a, a fantasy show mm. with that meant that big an audience absolutely and within you know two years of after starting it game of thrones was one of the biggest things on tv and it's just yeah. snowballed from there you know it is all mainstream now which is great oh yeah yeah there's there's still a few what are called normal stuff like police procedurals and stuff oh and yeah we can't get cover in the line of, of duty that, but, well the one that gets me is how many how many seasons of that blue bloods is there it's oh, always know. on when I, that skybox is on in the living room. It's another one, and 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 what's his Tom Salek's mustache just gets a bit greyer, you know. Oh, is he in that? Is he? Oh, he's the dad. He's it's you know the idea of it. It's a load of cops. Nah. It's a family of cops. So you've got the granddad who used to be police commissioner, but now he's retired. So he's the the matriarch. Then you've got Tom Salek, who's the current chief of police then he's got his daughter's a, a prosecutor a DA and then his son's one of them's high that up in the detectives boring. then he's got some other kids but there's all the drama of, of the co- a cop family you see yeah not for me well, I do. I I only know of it because Graham, who used to work with us, uh, he used to have it on TV, on his TV in a tiny little postage stamp sized screen in the corner of his monitor while he was working with his headphones on. And I never understood how you could watch an ongoing TV series and do the work that was required to run this magazine and this leisure company that we've got to run. Well, he... And I think I got my answer <laughs> at some point. No comment. That maybe, maybe both of them weren't being done properly. <laughs> Who knows? No comment. I'm only kidding. Anyway, let's introduce the show properly. Yes, yes. Well, we are. We have got um, quite a few films to go over that we've seen and some reviews and talk about what's going on. And there's been plenty of things going on. And it's just... We're here for you. If you want to email in studio at fabradiointernational.com and we will answer any of your questions or you ask or, you know, give us some advice. What is it you want to hear us talking about? I mean, we've saw we've seen some films. There's been plenty of news. The Oscars has just been and gone, but there was nothing really for us there, was there? There were no surprises there. No. I mean, it's funny. They they it's the most di- it's sort of in pursuit of diversity yet still manages to be misogynistic it's a mm. weird weird combo that isn't it at least uh, everywhere um all at once every oh my god everything ev- i can never say that title everything, of that film i just go everything, everything everywhere, everywhere all, all at, at once, once. Yes. yeah 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 at least that swept because that, that was, yeah, okay. that's one of the most deserving that is winners. The, if I'd have thought that I had a chance, I'd, I've just got to admit now, I used to watch the Oscars every year, and the only two times I've not watched it is last year, so I missed that live. I missed Will Smith doing that live, and the because I was so bored with it the year before, and then and this time I just assumed, oh well, you know, I didn't think for a minute that I'd win anything. I just didn't. Yeah. I don't know. It's not that I didn't like it. Brilliant film. Oh, I don't know. Jamie Lee Curtis got um, supporting actress yep. for for that film. Yeah. And um, 
and really how unfortunate for Angela Bassett, who was up for it for Wakanda Forever, and she looked like someone had smashed her in the face with a lump hammer. Oh, well. But yeah. I liked Angela Bassett. I do like her. I yeah, love I her did, films. Yeah. She's a, mm. a proper Great black answer. icon, uh, right up there Great with um, with the best of them. But, oh, clap. Go on. Just clap. My God. Is it, is, it, is it too difficult to clap? Even, do you remember that time when Samuel L. Jackson didn't win an Oscar and they had the four things there? And he jokingly went, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, and he did it. But he was clapping, though, as he did it. Yeah. So he was doing it on purpose, yeah. She was. He but was he, she wasn't doing Sam this Jackson, on purpose. Yeah. No, no. She, there was a bit Funny. of entire... I'm, I know I'm, I'm straying into dodgy area here, but there was a little bit of entitlement because everybody going in, all the bookies had her as dead favourite, absolute dead set. And for some reason, because her character was killed off, spoiler... In Wakanda Forever. Oh, no, 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 no. Right. No, you you're the one ju- who goes on at me about spoilers. I'm yes, you do it the other way around. I do. I you do. say well, spoiler well, yeah. and then the spoiler. No, I don't. So you warn people. I you just don't, did. You didn't. You said the spoiler and then you said the word oh. spoiler. Oh, shit. Yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> you know, I didn't realise I'd done that. Again, I need to do... I do need to swap it the other way around, don't I? And go, spoiler, and then say something. And yes. then Okay. Well, anyway, we know she died in the film. So... I she thought that that was well, you know, it was a it was a return of the king situation, wasn't it? It was Morricone getting um, hateful eight. Oof. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but he Morricone got an Oscar, but for one of the worst soundtracks he's ever done. Yes, yeah. which is really disappointing because he's done some of the best soundtracks ever. And we've and if you're listening live to the show, because Ooh, if you're listening Enio. on Pardon? Oh, I thought you were speaking to Ennio. No, people who like him. Because I was going to say he's dead. No, he's well dead. The grand composer and two-time Oscar winner Ennio Morricone died the morning of July 6th in a hospital in Rome. He was 91 years old and had broken his femur only a few days before. His lawyer said he received the comfort of faith and that he was accompanied by his family. One of his final works was a Mass for Pope Francis. He dedicated it to the pontiff on the 200th anniversary of the restoration of the Jesuits in the Jesu Church in Rome. He's dead, Doctor. He's dead, Jim. He's dead. He's dead, Captain. He'll die, Jim. He's dead. He's dead, Jim. Dead. The man is dead. He's dead. He's dead. He's dead, sir. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. He's dead, Jim. That man's dead back there. Must be dead. He was worse than dead. His brain is gone. He's dead, Captain. He's dead, Jim. Is this a dead man, Doctor? Very dead, Mr. Spock. Let her go, Jim. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah, he died after he got that. Hence, he got the. Uh, then you know, why are the you Oscar. addressing him? Because of course he's not I'm, listening. It's going to make sense in a minute. Oh, so I'm going somewhere with this. If you 
listen to this show live, you get extra goodies. You get the stuff that I, for legal reasons, have to clip out before it goes to a podcast. The beeps, you will understand what the beeps are. And you also get the music. And on the break, one of the breaks, there's going to be some Ennio Morricone. And it's going to be some damn good stuff. And at least me and him will be entertained while we're having a break. Yes. You see? Yeah. That's a good thing. Do you remember when, uh, What was it the Oscars where Michael Keaton thought he was a shoo-in? No, yeah, yeah. And yeah. he'd actually oh, got... And it brought my heart, it, it, it cut back to him, yeah. you know, in those little squares. I know. And he was putting his speech back in no, his pocket. No, it wasn't. Pocket. That's not what happened. They had the squares up, yeah. and then when they announced it, they did a sweeping pan. Right. Of the of the the entire front row, right. and he was there at the front row, and he had the envelope. And as they said it, he looked crestfallen and put the and put the envelope back in his pocket. And Angela Bassett, he started to applaud and smile and cheer on the person who won, who right. didn't deserve to win. It wasn't a great performance, in my opinion. That 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 one. It was Stephen Hawking the movie. That one with him, fantastic Beast Boy. Eddie Redmayne. Him. Yeah, I yeah. always forget his name. Anyway, it was him and he won, and he won very good. He won a great performance. He should have got it for Birdman. And, and you know, Michael Keaton, oh, come on. Someone needs to give Michael Keaton an Oscar, even for nothing. Well, he might get it for Beetlejuice too, which has just been uh, in the in the news this week. Well, I've always said there's loads of makeup with that, so he could play that the age he is now, and he'd look not much different than... You know, they, they've been talking about this movie since what? When did the first one come out? Like nineteen eighty-seven, oh, yeah, something yeah. like that. So it, they've been talking. There's been a script written. From but here's the then. thing: this is the mistake everybody makes. They think that you've got this to fall back on. Well, you shouldn't. You should make it. You strike when the iron's hot. Don't make you know Ghostbusters Afterlife after some of the cast are dead. Make the third Ghostbusters. In 1994 or 95, at the time when everybody still looks the same and everybody's still got the same verve for doing it. I'm not saying I didn't like Afterlife, you know I loved it. Mm. But I'm just saying there there is mm, these things, if you're going to have a series of films and sequels, it's better that they're done at the time. Yeah, fair enough. Sometimes it... I agree. Sometimes not. But the reason it's it's moving forward uh, in conversation this, this last week is because... Uh, Jenny Ortega. Oh no! Is no, I know you know. No, I get, I get I'm, beyond what I'm, you're going to say. I get. I, I know you are. I'm cynical. But we're doing a radio show. I'm not just speaking to you. No, I, no, I know. no, no. Do you no, want no. to carry on? No, then? you on, finish it. No, finish no, it no, no. Right, Jenny Ortega. Yes, is circling the project. What She's, like it? Like a buzzard? Oh boy! Like a buzzard. Okay, yeah. go on. Right. <laughs> She's going to be playing Lydia Dietz's daughter. Yes. Yeah. Now, if they do cast her, if they can reach an agreement, and I'm pretty sure it's a done deal by now. You know, mm. usually when these things yep. uh, get out, uh, it's it's pretty much a done deal. That film's going to be huge. Mm. It's going to bring in that you know Ortega's audience, the the same audience that are obsessed with Wednesday, mm-hmm. and believe you me, there's mm. there's that's all that's a big audience, and mm. it's a it's quite a young generation as well. And you've got us 
who are going to be chomping at the bit to see Michael Keaton back as, as Beetlejuice. But they'll go and sit, they'll catch up on the original movie, even if they haven't seen it. The, yeah, uh, of course. The younger crowd will yeah. go, oh, what is this Beetlejuice? And I'll, I'm going to stick my neck out and say, I think they'll be bloody entertained by it because it, it, be. it hasn't dated that badly. No, it hasn't. No. It's got, it's not a slow paced film. It's, it, rattles along at a pace it's not going to bore somebody who's used to modern films you know yeah and those teenagers that the same teenagers that follow Ortega's career and love Wednesday they're going to go back and watch an early Tim Burton movie and see the see what has influenced Wednesday you know see that style that he's carried over throughout his whole career yeah into Wednesday because he directed most of Wednesday didn't he yeah he he produced developed it uh, directed most of it apparently she and the look of it is oh, it's course, there. Yeah. I mean, the, they're even a bad film that he's made, even the stuff that people have forgotten about, it always looks like him. I think he's very distinctive filmmaker, isn't he? I mean, he puts his stamp on, on the architecture of the buildings, the sets, the, the way things look. He knows what he likes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. I, I hope it finally gets made now. I hope it does. I'm more concerned that it's good, and I'm not that lot. I'm not being I'm being a downer yeah, like I'm course, saying straight yeah. away. Oh, it's going to be rubbish! It's going to be rubbish. No, it's good. It might be good, but it's just it's it's a long time. It does make sense because she does look just like Winona Ryder looked back then. Sort of very similar she's, look. She's got a gothy you, vibe. Yeah. Oh yeah. If I mean if Winona Ryder turned up and she was with her this is my daughter you wouldn't go no that's not your daughter well you would because you'd go no you're Jenna Ortega from where but but most people if they didn't know she was Jenna Ortega would just go yeah that's your daughter Uh huh. but they they can't because they know who she is now because of Wednesday and stuff I don't know what you're talking about and Scream yes Scream Scream 6 yeah yeah we saw it last week didn't we we did yeah do we do a quick review I think we should yeah right well Everyone thought, a lot of people thought that Scream 5, sorry, that is still just called Scream, the same as the first one. God, I hate it when they do this. When filmmakers do this, it is scraping the bottom of the barrel. I hate it. But they did it. I don't know why they did it, but they did it. And instead of Scream 5, whatever, it was um, Scream and everyone thought, well, this is amazing. This is a masterpiece. It's 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 just a requel. It's amazing. And I thought it was crap. And you didn't enjoy it at the time. And there were a lot of people who just loved it. And I never got it. To me, it was just a complete rehash of the first one. Just a remake with new characters through a few bones to the legacy characters. So... I was interested in... The, I don't, I would have given up and not bothered. I probably might not have even bothered seeing Scream 6. Oh, my Lord. But, but, you know I like New York as a setting in films. And I, and I thought, well, it has to be a bit different if it's set there. It has to be, doesn't it? Hmm. So what did you think? Of 6 or 5? Yeah, 6. Well, we saw a double bill, so uh, oh, I will boy. say what... I will say first of all, yeah, that was okay. It was good to get a few a few that, hours sleep before the that revisiting Scream Scream Five. I did enjoy it a little bit more this mm. time, and thank God I revisit, revisited it because I didn't know none of those characters were memorable to me. 
No, no. So no. going straight into six, I, I wouldn't have had a clue. I remembered uh, the the um, the exposition girl who uh, <laughs> was replacing that the the guy who died in the second it's, one. It's Randy Meeks' yeah. uh, cousin, supposed to be the cousin. Yes, yeah, yeah. Jasmine and, um, Brown and the and her brother. So I remembered her, but no, the the rest of them, no, 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 didn't no. didn't. Didn't register, but well, the, the I mean it was the new setting definitely re- reinvigorates uh, the the franchise. Well, it throws you a curveball at the very beginning, which we shouldn't say because not enough people no, be, have seen it. Be yet. super careful. But it does throw you a curveball early on. Yeah, I was genuinely surprised. At yes, that me moment. too. Yeah. I was not expecting that. What I was hoping would happen was used to good effect. In instead of it being. Oh, how can you get away with Ghostface when there's all these millions of people everywhere? Surely Ghostface work, works better in a small town like that with the Halloween vibe like Haddonfield or whatever. What What's the name of the town? It is, um, Where? What? In Scream? In Scream. I can't actually remember. Oh, God damn it. One Sorry. of us has to. This is It'll rubbish, come to me in it? a second. And um, it's a small town like that. You think, oh, well, you can get away with it, but in a city, you've only just got to cry for help and there'll be loads of people there. But everybody's a bit weird in New York. Lots of people (laughs) are dressed up. You don't think twice about seeing somebody in a weird costume. Uh, This was set at Halloween as well. Yeah, there, there you go. Yeah. But you did have Ghost you've seen it everywhere. Well, you've seen it on the trailer, so we're not ruining it by saying there's a scene on a subway train with loads of people dressed as Ghostface, and I thought that was great. That bit, yeah. The set pieces consistently yeah. throughout this movie are some of the franchise's best. Oh yeah, I think yeah, yeah, yeah. And the and the characters as well, they were a lot more developed in this one, and I did find myself caring a lot about these guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Whereas in the yeah. last one. Wallpaper. I just didn't care. No, no, no. Interesting. No. But the thing, the, the, there's two things, two things, yeah, that uh, these are the only problem that I had with it. And I, everything else, the soundtrack, the, the, the cast, the, the, the story was fine, you know, the dialogue wasn't amazing, but it, it worked. It was, it, it was I, I enjoyed movie. it, yeah. yeah. Um, I just, I thought, my God, it, in the first one, there were there was a lot of stabby stabby, and um, <laughs> slicey slicey. This week, I mean, people are getting stabbed fifteen times in the stomach and staggering off like they've just you know got a paper cut or something. I mean, this it cannot you cannot possibly be able to stab somebody multiple times like that. So you've got to suspend disbelief to the point where. People almost have superpowers. They are surviving some stuff that I just... I never noticed how many time. I mean, how many stab wounds were inflicted in Scream 6? It's extraordinary. 200? It's extraordinarily violent, yeah. I noticed it this yeah. time. I never really... I wasn't counting you last really time. You really do feel it as well. Yeah. The, the one thing that kind of troubles me, though, and it opens up like a much larger debate and one that I don't think we, think we should have tonight yeah. is... You know, we're, we're we're in the UK. We've got a real problem with knife crime. Yeah, we have. And this is a movie that's um, you know the, the only the, the, though because it, we ain't got we guns. ain't got, we yes, ain't got guns. I know. So thank God it's knife crime. Yes. Yeah, I'd rather have a problem with knife crime than gun crime. Yeah. 
as, as sad as that is to admit. Oh, it's a tragic thing yes. to come out with. Yeah. It is, yeah. But, you know, and, and a lot of this knife crime is uh, perpetrated by youngsters. Uh-huh. A, vic- a lot of victims are youngsters. Yep. And this movie is predominantly for youngsters, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Is it 15 or 18? I thought it's an 18. We should know that, and we do apologise. It's an 18. It's an 18. It's an 18. But still... You know, we've even because I wondered why it's an eighteen, and then as soon as all this sort of started, I thought, oh, okay. But you know what I mean. Yeah. As soon as this hits Netflix, who's going to be watching it? You know, it's thirteen, fourteen, fifteen. Oh yeah, yeah, and know. they're and they're going to think that a knife wound is not that big a deal. <laughs> they really are. If they if they think that this is any anything like reality, they're going to think that they can survive multiple knife wounds. Well, it, it's like you know we've all been raised on action movies. The, the whole world's been raised on action movies all our lives, and yeah. and you've got a particular sure. romanticism when it comes to guns. Oh yeah, like Arnie made it like that. Watching the A Team made you think that guns just sort of bounce off a bit, don't they? Yeah. No, they don't. No, they don't. <laughs> even when you miss the it some other sod, you know. So even when I see John Wick, and I love action, I mm. love action movies, mm. uh, especially you know well choreographed stuff. Oh, I yeah. Uh, and you you look at the John Wick stuff, and you're like. It, it leaves it leaves a bad taste in your mouth sometimes, doesn't it? When you when then you you go from your John Wick and then you flick on the news and you see what's happened in right. America again, and you're like, oh boy. I think you can watch John Wick and it's got an atmosphere that is such heightened reality that you can't connect with it as easily as these films. This film, this was teenagers hanging out at parties. This was teenagers in very normal situations and knives are around. I'm just They're talking about the glamorification. Oh, I'm absolutely 100% weaponry. with you. I don't think it helps matters. I don't. I don't think any of it does. I mean, I'm not suggesting that you get rid of every gun from every film and never have a knife in a film, but there was oh, something. No, no. There was something about the way people were being stabbed in Scream 6 that I can't put my finger on that just felt a bit, a bit nastier than a more... I can't put my finger on it. It, it was just... It bothered me more this time, even though I like the film, and it's probably my second favourite Scream film. It is mine as well. One. Yeah. It's mine. Yeah, and I did. I loved I loved the change. The change oh, wow, putting it in that. New York reinvigorated it immensely. Mm. Um, I said the two two problems, the, the indestructibility of uh, knife in wounds and uh, the Scooby-Doo ending. And it does, to me... <laughs> It's got a bloody... Um, it doesn't give anything away. It's just that, to me, boy, that was a Scooby-Doo ending. That was like like Wayne's World. Do you not think since Scream 2, they've all been Scooby-Doo endings? Not like this. I know it Not like it this, It does man. ramp it up. Oh, come it on, you laugh your head off and all. I did. Yeah, it's it's I comically think, funny. I think they are going for, for laughs with that. I think yeah. it's very knowing. And it could have been, let's have it right, let's be honest, it could have been anyone. We didn't care, did we? <laughs> we did. I mean, we loved watching it. But yeah. at that point, it was like, well, this is going to be a stretch, whoever it is, isn't it? Because pretty much everybody's been on sc- on screen all the way through. So you knew you were dealing with more than one again. Is it going to be more than two? Is it going to be more than three, four? Who knows? Is it going to be everybody in the entire cast is actually Ghostface this it's, time. It's one of the things that separates you know. that franchise from uh, your other horror series. I, lo- yeah. I love that puzzle element, yeah. the whodunit. I oh, do. No, yeah, it's yeah. so much fun. Yeah, but I don't. I'm going to, next time I watch it, I am going to try 
to piece together where everybody was yeah. because there's one of them who I don't Careful. think afterwards one person I don't f- I think they were there when they shouldn't have been there all right well, we'll see, yeah. But it's hard to... It, when you say, anyway, that's it. We're going yeah, to... Quick we, scores and com- move on. Well, we're coming up to uh, our first break. So I would... I've given it like... Oh, God. It's um, a four for me. Four out of five. Four out of five. Yeah, there we yeah, go. Four out of five. That's solid, that. Um, or I can do three and a half on Letterboxd, yeah, but, but on here we do four. So I'm giving it four. So I'm giving it four. I'm just mentioning, you got me on Letterboxd. <laughs> oh, no. It's your goddamn but fault. I'd never heard of Letterboxd. You own your own magazine, though. You, I know. So you need to go be in like, how, how many times have we had this conversation? I know, I, oh, I get it. I get it. I get it. Right, <laughs> anyway. that's good. So it's a win from us. Yeah. It's a win from us. Highly and, recommended. And and be careful with knives and stuff. There you go. That's that's we've done our bit now. Yeah. Starburst Radio, brought to you by the editors of the world's longest running magazine of sci-fi, horror, and fantasy. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. till 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Everyone else refused to put it on the air. Starburst Radio, the show that sometimes remembers to bring you some of the latest genre news and reviews until they get distracted. Across the world, 24 hours a day. This is Review International. And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And we've got a couple of emails. And they're they're nice emails as well. That's nice. Rob Doyle. Hi, Mike and Chris. First time listening live. Looking forward to hearing all the things you bleep out on the podcast. Have a good one, (laughs) Rob. I, I will say this. I'm trying to get through this, A, without having to beep anything out, and B, without having a meltdown of any kind and keeping it you know, good luck. A bit more sophisticated. An hour and ten minutes to go. Yeah, yeah. Can he make it? Yeah. Well, that's the that's the um, that's the big question, isn't it? Really. But yeah, what can I say? We've got another email as well, and this one is off Christian, and he's saying, "Evening, gents. Listening from the start this week. Great show as always. Great to have it back on a weekly basis." Hey. Yeah. Uh, just a quick one. Articles are starting to circulate about Tarantino's final movie. I wanted to know if you guys have read anything about it or have any more info about it. Mr. Chris Hayes has got everything about it. Well, there's not that much out there yet, but we do know everything. the title. Pardon? You've got everything, haven't you? Well, everything Every- that's out there, yeah, yeah but I'm just saying. all at once. I'm, 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 man- I'm managing expectations here. So it's called the movie critic that yes. we know. Mm-hmm. It's set in the 1970s. Yeah, yeah. So he's a, a similar to uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. There, sticking with that era, and it involves a movie critic that a lot of people are saying is going to be Pauline Kael. You know the 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 famous movie critic Pauline yes. Kael. Yeah, but that's not confirmed yet. Right. Nor is nor is the casting. So we're going to be uh, hearing more about that over the next couple of weeks because it's going to be filming quite soon. He's he's quite far ahead. I didn't think... I thought this... Because this is going to be his final film. 
Yeah. He's been promising this for the best part of a decade now, that he's only going to do 10 movies. And this is his final one. And he's sticking to it. Mm. He wants that body of work to be stone-cold classics, every single one of them. I I believe him and all. He points to every one of his his favourite filmmakers uh, that that he was raised on. And he always says that, you know, you no matter how great these filmmakers are, you go through their IMDb, mm. and they will there will be a point where it's diminishing returns. Except for Ooh. one. Go on, Hitchcock. Okay, he never ended with frenzy and family plot. Okay, two of his best. I don't think he's a fan of Hitchcock. You know. Nah, well, yeah. he's wrong. I remember him saying Psycho is shit. And he preferred the Gus Van Sant remake. He's not always right, though, is he? <laughs> no, of and course I mean, he's I mean, not. Okay, Nobody I, is. I'll just throw you know? this one on out there. If you like the the remake, then you obviously like Psycho because there isn't a frame <laughs> difference. There, there is. is. There's just he has a cheeky masturbation. Yeah, and uh, also... Uh, which uh, is not necessary. You didn't see T.P. Hedren's butthole... It wasn't Tippy Hedron, it was Janet Lee. You don't yeah. see Janet Lee's butthole no. in the original. But you do see Anne, Anne Hesh's. Why, though? Got Why? to question that, haven't you? <laughs> no, you have, though, haven't you? It's an interesting inclusion from a filmmaking <laughs> perspective, isn't it? I wonder how that looked when it was storyboarded. Hey. <laughs> Just say, imagine that on the wall, all storyboarded. Imagine our friend Helen comes in. We've asked her to direct this. Yeah, go oh, come in, Helen, have a look at that. We'd have, bl- we'd be, she'd be out the door. She wouldn't have anything to do with it. Oh, what's that one there? Never mind that Never one. Never mind that one. It's a, it's a, it's <laughs> a plug whips hole. It down. It's a plug hole. Yeah. So she, you know, with the uh, the infamous uh, shower scene. You know, there's yeah. a, there's a shot of her. She. Uh, flops over and Gus Van Sant's left uh, a frame in there where you can clearly see her uh, just, anus. It's just amazing, isn't it? Like, yeah. And them are the only differences. <laughs> and, and they are, though. I mean, every shot, it's shot for shot. It really is. There's no difference. I mean, I can't imagine. I remember this being on. Uh, we put it on at Fab on film night. Did you? Oh, yeah, we did. Why? Because I didn't know there'd be a butthole in it. Well, I thought, the, I thought it'd be acceptable horror entertainment. The clientele of Fab are not going to be put, put, clutching I their pearls. I put I spit on your grave on Oh, well, there we there. go, yeah. On, on at Fab. There's that worse thing, than a butthole in that. He went mad, this guy. This meathead got up and he went went over to the bar and started banging on the bar going, Where's the manager of this bar? I've took my wife out for a night out. He had a point. He was right. Yeah, he was right. It, the then, bit that got him was in the bath when it fl- when it, she's he's no trying one. to find his. We penis. don't want to know. That was the bit he upset him. It, I don't even think he knew what it was until that happened. Just having a drink with her. One he was should be paying more attention to her, shouldn't he? So did you have to come out from round the back? No, I sent this? someone else. Did I'd you? had enough. I'd had, I'd had, that very week had nearly been attacked by two. By a gang in because of the bloody police beating somebody up outside the bar. That's another story. I called them just to ask politely for some guys to be removed. There was a gang of about four of them. 
and they were singing Man United Munich songs and trying to cause trouble. So they turned up, and the police's attitude wasn't kind of, come on, guys, quickly, quietly. They came in in body armour and threw them outside, beat them all up, and left uh, two of them semi-conscious, who then a mate of theirs turned up late, and then three of them all came in trying to find me and kill me. There's, oh, that's the police for you. But so, so you will find that I don't ring them until it's absolutely necessary. Yeah. Right. Should, should should I steer this back onto movies? Yes. Right. Actually, I've got something that connects both to uh, the uh, remake of Psycho that we were talking about. How pointless that was. Yeah. So remakes and Scream. Yeah. Radio Silence guys that we were just t- talking about who've directed the last two Screams. Their next project, unless Scream Seven gets greenlit this week, which I'm presuming... Oh, it's it's Of course it will. Of course it will. Because they've said, yeah, we'd love to do it again. Yeah. But it's all up in the air, so we'll we'll see. Uh, They said, we'd also love to see it, even if we're not invited back. But they will be, let's face it. Scream 7 will be out next March. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. We'll see if they they manage to rectify uh, that little fallout. Because they got they got a bit a bit little bit in the soup with Campbell. The, oh, very good, good wordplay. I mm. like that. However, it was not not quite those guys. They had nothing to do with the, the uh, financials of of this thing. Yeah, I bet they, they fought hard, didn't they? That what? I bet they fought hard, didn't they? Yes, for they did. Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. You Are know, you sure what? they didn't just say. Oh, because if the studio came to him and went, I tell you what, you guys do this as a labour of love, and we'll give your your wages to uh, to her. Uh, what, oh, what be, about that? Yeah, come on, I bet. Did be they go serious. that far? Be did serious. They, did they think, offer the wages? I think, they, I, I think they'd probably be happy to take a little bit of a pay cut, but they're not paid mega bucks. These these directors. I'm going to interview him for the magazine. Ooh, radio just so, Yeah, just yeah. so I can ask him. Good luck. I'll say no. I'll, I'll ring they're, him. Now. They're busy buggers. I'll ring him now. No, you we'll know do why? It live. They've already stated they're still fighting for Neve Campbell to be in Scream Seven. Yes. Oh boy. I don't trust people when it comes to money. They they say to do with it. Oh, that wasn't a dear do that. I bet they had to pass a little bit more on to Ortega, but she was signed up for this before Wednesday hit big. So I reckon she won't have been that dear. I think she won't have been. I think that that I think Scream Six. I I don't think it had a massive bill. I mean, and how much is Courtney Cox? Not much. (sighs) Just enough to keep that rubber tied back. Come on. Right, but that wasn't the news story. I'm only story. attacking her looks. I'm only kidding. It's just, oh, God, please. If somebody knows her, in, doing an intervention, she doesn't need all whatever the hell's going on. My piece of news was that they're on their docket is Escape from New York. Oh. Yes. They're doing a requel. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> it's funny, You've isn't it? got to be kidding me. It's funny. They're the only people that use the word recall, I think. I you know, did, I know. In, in screams, they and were six. so confident that that would catch on as well. It's been they? around for a long. It's been around oh, ten, and eleven yeah, years. But, but it's like a, but it's like but a, no. t- it's like a litmus test for a dickhead, though, isn't it? Nobody uses it. No, of no. course not. Except it, for dickheads. It does make sense, though. It does make sense. Does it? Yeah. 
If you say so. Yeah, it's a remake and a sequel. You know, yeah. it's a, a relaunch of the franchise, but like incorporating the old canon. Yeah, I'm no. all for equals. Look, I it's better than leaving people out of stuff, isn't it? Or legacy sequels. Anyway, yes, legacy sequel, legacy sequels. Yeah, Escape from New York. That's yes. that's what they're doing. So uh, uh, they've been developing that for a little while now. Yeah, and so we might be uh, seeing more from that soon, but. If they do get Scream 7, then it'll be another year down the line. But yes, it'll be uh, an official sequel to the Escape from New York and Escape from LA. But um, Worrying thing is, John Carpenter's the only person to do a follow-up to Escape from New York, and people are less than kind about that film. And rightly so. It was the CGI little, ruined it. It because was really bad. The problem is the CGI was that early that they should have either done them, that missed those bits out with all the surfing and all that. They should have just missed anything out that needed CGI. The first film was is still watchable today. It's got one or two massive editing errors in it which are shockingly bad once you've got them pointed out, especially about him walking up and some people are inside a car that weren't there before. And they would have had to literally have just removed the engine to make room for this person to sit inside. Right. But, but that actually, you know, you have to just ignore that because it's a cracking film. One of my favourite movie soundtracks. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's amazing. Great flick. I don't know. So, so definitely, one hundred percent, the uh, that is happening. They've been working on it for years. They say it's it's just it, they're doing the rounds now, aren't they? Talking talking about Scream Six and mm. whatnot and and Seven. So, uh, yeah, someone asked them what the status of that was. We've talked about it on the show a while back, but we weren't that. Fam- I mean, years back, yeah, but we weren't that familiar with Radio Silence back then. Now we know what they can do. Um, Will the Twin Towers be in the sea in this? In this one, because um, um, they're in they're in Escape from New York because it's supposed to take place in 1997, and yeah. he lands on top of one of the twin towers, doesn't he? Oh, he does. Yeah. Gotcha. So you really are dealing with an old reality here, aren't you? Well, if they are doing a real requel, <laughs> then, that, <laughs> then, then they, they probably didn't have 9/11. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Have you got an email for us? Um, I've got an email. Yeah. I, I, wait a minute, sorry, it glitched then for a second. Julie B saying, hi, Mike and Chris, good evening. I've listened to your podcast for many years and really enjoyed your choice of music. Would you ever do a music-only show? And not so much the instrumental tunes, but the songs I I rarely, I rarely ever hear, like the ones in the break. Anyway, lots of love, Julie. Right, we did do one called OST years ago, but... We just didn't have time to keep doing it. It was taking about 10 hours to edit and all that on top of all this, so probably not. But uh, if someone said to me, would you do what once a month, just do an OST radio show for a few hours, just playing soundtrack music? And, and yeah, I know what you mean, not the instrumentals, the cool music, like Tarantino movies and stuff like that. You know, would I, I? I think I'd enjoy it. I think you'd enjoy that. I actually here's a thing. Many years ago, I uh, started experimented. I, I, I thought, wouldn't it be cool if you did like a soundtrack show, and every episode, you have to guess what the what the theme is. 
and the theme would be one movie, one particular movie or franchise. Mm. So all these all these tracks all are kind of like add up. They get, each gives you a clue. And I did about three or four full playlists which would make the shows. Mm. And I'd love to do that. It was really cool. I'll That's show good. you one day. No, no, I'd, no, com- I'd completely forgotten. Because yeah. yeah. you did uh, the last film festival, Starburst International Film Festival, which we will be making an announcement about Ooh. on this show soon, Ooh. upcoming. But uh, you did. You put the music together because the place that we were having it at, they they were putting all sorts of inappropriate... They just didn't really know what they were dealing with and you just went here. Boom. Yes, it's a, a master playlist. Yeah, and it's something everyone, it's a little bit of something for everybody. So yeah. not not super niche stuff. Every single track you will have heard before, but you're like, what, what, oh God, what movie is this from? You know? Yeah. All carefully calibrated mm. tracks to create a party atmosphere. Yes. Yes. And keep everyone upbeat. None of this, uh, not like last week's show or the one before, The Batman, you know, no. Dun, 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 dun. I you know, just missed Judge the like runtime of that. Nothing Man like that. alive. I mean, if you want to listen to that and you're in the mood for it and you crack it on, you sit down and you're, you know, relaxing, listening to the whole soundtrack, that's fine. But with a show like this, that was inept of me to put that. I mean, that was just so long. And yeah, like I said, when I, when I cut it early... Five minutes to go. Yeah. I mean, we it had been on. We'd have had about five minutes to do do the rest of the show if it left it on. Great piece of music, but inappropriate and inappropriate for a uh, a party atmosphere. Absolutely. Yeah. Anyway. Absolutely. Do you want another piece of news? Yeah, let's have another piece of news and a break, and then let's do some more film reviews because we've got more films to go through. Oh yes, we do. I've got a piece. Uh, this may be bad news. Right. Oh, what a piece of bad news. I hate bad news, but but go on. It's best to get it out of the way. Willow's just been cancelled today. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Oh, I could never see that coming. <laughs> well, hey, um, <laughs> so, I don't know a human being alive. <laughs> right, considering oh. that we are running one of the few movie at TV magazines left on planet Earth. Yeah. We, we, we don't know anyone who's watching that. Do we? No. No, you don't. I don't. I really don't. I wish I'd have picked something else. I've though. not even seen anybody. Even that Rings of Power. I know a few people who've watched it. Their friend Gareth liked that, you know. He <laughs> said it's good. So I'll t- <laughs> I will watch it now because he said it's good. Oh, but I will be uh, be very ticked off if it, if it's a 10-hour borathon and... You know, I'll be very upset. You may with have him. seen it already. You can't just say my mate Gareth told me to watch it. So I've, I've avoided it. it. You're the I've publisher of Star No, but I, I, I can't watch everything. So you, you've got I to know. make. But, but I said I had a problem because it's. T- I know that what's ruining my enjoyment is I know the lawyer stuff and I know that they can't use certain oh, things. Oh, and yes. And it's cool, annoying when a hobbit's not a hobbit, it's a halfling. Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. I thought, oh, okay, is it really a prequel to Lord of the Rings then if you can't bloody use half the stuff that's in the book? Well, moving on from uh, Willow there. Do you know, that's a touch of Silence of the Lambs with Hannibal. But I love that show, though. It's so lo- I've completely undermined my own argument by accident. I have, haven't I? 
It sounds like um, Lucasfilm is on a bit of a cancellation spree because as we were doing as we were recording last oh, week's well, show. Oh god, poor poor Warwick. Uh, yeah. Well, maybe you'll get a gig in the next Star Wars movie because yeah. that's uh, about to be announced. Well, more importantly, we can get him at Fab now. He's on his uppers. Oh, I doubt it. Get him at Fab Cafe, no, audience you, with no, the you next one. You couldn't afford him. We got Kendo. We got Kendo. No, and he's not even been on um, Willow, and we got him. Uh, the next Star Wars movie. So they've just can't. They've just cancelled uh, the the rumored Kevin Feige one. That's gone. Not happening now. The Patty Jenkins one, not happening now. Yeah. But the Taika Waititi project is still going. Right. Full steam ahead. And last week it was announced that he's going to be starring in it as well. Okay. Interesting. I predict we'll get more information about this project and perhaps the Damon Lindelof one as well. Sadly, I really wanted to see the uh, Jenkins one because of Rogue Squadron. I like the yeah. idea of it, sort of Top Gun, but with X-Wing fighters, I was hoping for you. Yeah. I mean, after the success of Top Gun. Yeah, that's what I mean. Can you believe that they've cancelled that? I, I can't believe it because it, it is. It, Top Gun Maverick kind of was like that film. It really was, Because it even it? had sort of like a destroy the Death Star sort of plot, oh, you know? Oh, totally, and, yeah. Um, Star Wars vibes throughout I that know, that's movie. what I mean. So you'd think they'd want to capitalise on that, but I don't think she's... At, I don't know what's going on with her. She, one minute, she was everybody's favourite director. The next minute, she seems to have just fallen out with loads of people when there's no real explanation. She just doesn't seem to be in demand like she was. She she got Wonder Woman and she was this great female director. She wrongly made out that she was the first, well, I can't remember, she said something wrong about being the first female director to make a certain amount of money or something and then people were annoyed, but you know what I mean. Oh, no. Oh, the first lead. Oh, a first movie with a, a female lead in it to, but to take this at the box office and then everybody went, Hello, Alan Ripley. Oh, yeah. That that pissed everybody off, that. Yeah, I don't know where Jenkins is right now either. Oh, it's, it's... Jenkins. She's been de-patted. <laughs> so the, the Star Wars movies, they are still moving ahead with several of them, but they've, uh, they've, they've canned, uh, they've de-patted several of them also. But I think we'll finally get to learn which ones they're going forward with at Star Wars Celebration in three weeks' time. Yes. I think they're going to announce it then. What do you think of the Taika? I, I'm you, going to that. Uh, yes, me too. Are you? Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I might see you there then. You prob- probably, yeah. <laughs> now, we're both going. Only for the Monday, though. Martin's going and all. Only for the Monday. We're not there Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So why have you got a downplay? <laughs> Stop giving people the reality and make it sound like we're a bit more jet set and we're, you know... We can't afford to go for the full weekend. No, we just didn't have time. But no, you know, he makes it sound like, oh, we just scraped this money together no. out of this piggy bank. And you know why I'm saying we, it? So people aren't know. looking for us. Oh, no. Where's the Starburst lot? Yeah. Oh, we're not there. We're there on the last day, yeah. Yeah, on yeah. the last day. Yeah. We're getting an <laughs> award. Once they sweep, they're all sweeping up. Yeah. We've missed all the major panels. Yeah. And we have as well. We've missed all the doozies. It'll be a laugh. We've got a bad batch panel, though. If we can squeeze into oh, that. Oh, that's good. Yeah. That, do you know what? I, I I don't know why, but I just ended up stopping watching that. What, I, this I, would, year? I watched the three episodes of it, 
three or four, and then for some reason, I just completely forgot it was on bloody... I forgot I was watching it, and yeah. I've just not watched it for a month and a half. I think Don't. that maybe is what maybe a bit of a bad thing when it comes to the quality of it. Maybe. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry, I'm I'm bang up to date with the Bad Batch and uh, you've got a couple of episodes at the beginning there that are a little bit... Well, less... I like the first one and the next two were a bit boring, yeah, I thought. And you know. maybe, so if you're on episode, what, four? Mm-hmm. Mm, so maybe one or two more which are kind of lukewarm and then it gets really super good. But my favourite, one of my favourite Star Wars figures turned up in The Mandalorian, though. Oh, go on. The R5-D4. Yes. Love that guy. Yeah. Um, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I couldn't believe it was him when I saw him. And that might, that might sound very sad, but to me it's a big deal. Doesn't I like that figure. So. No, I I'm like that I'm more figure. surprised that you didn't see him knocking about in the Moss Eisley Cantina no, in no. season one. Didn't notice him. Yeah. Didn't see him, no. no. You, but I like this. It's yeah. a good, good development. So we have a break and then come back with some because we got some movies to get through. We're, you're actually going to get recommendations and um, warnings on movies. That's kind of like a, a movie magazine, that isn't it? You got one so far, Scream Six. Yep, resounding recommendations. Oh, definitely. And there's yeah. more to come. Yeah, definitely. We'll be back with some more right after this. TV and movie theme bar. Why not pay us a visit in Manchester? For your night out, anything else just isn't far. Since 2011, hundreds of thousands of listeners have been held hostage by Starburst Radio. FabRadioInternational.com And welcome back to Starburst Radio at Fab Radio International. And don't look like that. You know it was just a mistake. What was going on there? It was a, it was me making a mistake. All oh, right. Yeah, it's I was, okay. I was genuinely confused. I know, I was as well. No one's more confused than me, but that's usually the way it is. <laughs> anyway, we're back mm. and we thought we'd start. We've got a few films to get through. So finally, and you can shed some light on this, 65 or... What was the what was the full title of it on no, that the screen? Full, the full title is sixty five. <laughs> I'm only kidding. Stop it, no, stop but it, it did. But you know, I oh, but volume two was the title no. on the BBFC card for Kill Bill volume two. Yeah, I know how ludicrous. I know it was stupid, but yeah. technically they should have done that with this. No, do you do you mean where it's it goes? It, it fades up sixty five, yeah. and yeah. then it fades up million years, years ago, ago. Blah 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 and blah then it blah. Fades blah. Up yeah. on Earth. Yeah, that's not the title though. That's just oh, no. okay. Here's a theory, right? and I yeah. reckon I'm right, and I will do some digging on this. It's uh, the film with with Adam Driver and Dinosaur. Yeah. If you're confused as to the film we're talking about, that's on release because weirdly enough, a lot of people don't seem to be aware of this film. Well, there's an, there's another thing as well because it, it's been buried. It's out now. There was two major releases last Friday: Scream Six and Sixty Five. Why on earth would any studio go up against 65. Scream 6. Okay. Got that wrong. Uh, but you know what I mean. I do. Right. I do. Scream 6 was always going to make a ton of money. Yeah. So why would anyone go, oh, yeah, our little dinosaur movie? I mean, Adam Driver is fantastic as he is, I think. Yeah. 
uh, he's not a box office draw. No, and he's 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 a he's um he's a he's he's like I expect to see him in more indie movies. Yeah, well, that's, know, that was speaking. his bread and butter. You yeah. know, he's, he's one of his first roles was Girls. He was in Francis Ha. Wonderful. That was Girls. Is fantastic mm. series. That one about the divorce. Uh, marriage story. Bloody depressing. Yeah. That Very. Was. Yeah, but a great, good, good a great film. film. Oh, it's a great yeah. film. He's, Just, he's you a, know, he's a fantastic actor. But I've got a back catalogue where that's concerned, and it, it, it's not. It's <laughs> like it's like watching a Vietnam movie for me. That film. <laughs> I, I I think they purposely buried this movie. You know, it's not that bad though. I mean, it's not terrible. There is a film way worse than this that I'm going to review. Coming oh, up. Yeah, but no, this, it, they, it's not the worst film I've seen this year. No, I know, but like, no, nobody's talking about it, but it, it bombing, and no one's surprised that it's bombed. Now, if it had gone up against, you know, if it was a week before or a week after and it was on its own and they, they'd gone, yeah, this is the big release this week, and yeah. then it bombed, that's a bigger news story. Of course. For it it is. To, but for it to lose out. Against a colossus like Scream Six, they can say, "Oh, yeah, this oh, is why." God, damn never it. mind. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Scream, you all oh, Ghostface girl. Um, but this movie is bombed because it was. It's not that great, is it? It's not brilliant, and I like this kind of film where you know the past. I like dinosaurs. I like sci-fi. This is a, it's on face value. It's a cool idea. Yeah, because really cool. it's not someone going back in time to the time of dinosaurs. It's someone from a humanoid species on another planet that were way more advanced than us. Uh, decide, uh, and he visits Earth uh, 65 million years before we came along. I'm assuming that somewhere in the galaxy, this 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 species has wiped itself out and no longer exists, or maybe it does still exist. But it's an interesting idea. And, you know, he's... Um, well, he was on a reconnaissance mission. Yeah. And he gets knocked, his ship is knocked yeah. off course. Mm. His ship contains a, a lot of people that have uh, that have been in um, uh, hypersleep That's for right, a long yeah. while. Yeah. Uh, he's just basically a pilot on a two-year job. Yeah. Gets knocked off course, crash lands on this planet, and there's only him and two of the uh, cryo-sleeping uh, pods left isn't they yes yet but you highlighted a problem with yes. this that i weirdly enough did i just didn't think of this when so i was watching it he he's alone he as uh, there's there's specifically two people missing yes uh yet the entire film only revolves around one of the yeah. people missing now this highlights to to me that a, a lot of this movie has been meddled with uh, in post-production. It's 93 minutes long. Yes, which is... They could have easily taken 10 minutes out. Even even now? Even no, now. no, no, I mean, they could have easily been another 10 minutes oh, that's yeah, been the, removed. Absolutely, yeah. 10, 20 minutes, yeah, yeah. you, you, you go, go up. Because it, it was a bit sketchy towards the end bit. Especially towards the end. I think yeah. the ending has been changed. We won't give anything away here, mm-hmm. but you will, if, you've, if you're feeling that the pacing is quite strange and I think it is because it's there. There is another much longer cut out there, and it will undoubtedly 
revolve a, a big plot of it mm. will a big chunk of the plot will revolve around that that second person that's missing yeah you wouldn't in, ever introduce something as important like, as that in your plot without exploring it you know what i mean no, i wouldn't have thought so no no but performance wise he's great and the uh the the young girl is uh superb oh, she's, as well she's good there's no problems with them two I mean, the special effects are occasionally all right, although they've, oh boy, they've taken some liberties with very established dinosaurs that we can literally go and see in museums that we know weren't like that. I quite like that about it, though. I loved that they they got creative with their dinosaurs. You and can't they met... get creative with your dinosaurs, yeah, you can, can you? They did because they're real. You can't just go, oh, I'll stick another leg on it. I'll no, stick a big on. set of ears on it. Yeah, you we can't. Gave, I like they they gave a T Rex massive muscular arms. He didn't have them though, did and he? He could crawl on all fours. But he didn't have them though. Badass. Yeah, but he didn't have them though. Sixty five makes dinosaurs scary for the first time since. You know, yeah, because they've made them up. Yeah, well, great. that's not the selling point, is it? Really, it, they should have they should have pushed that. In oh the marketing. no! If if if, if this was a, a different dimension where you know some evolutionary path had, had been altered and we get to see a, a whole new range of completely redesigned dinosaurs, on I'm in. You know, that's something I want to see. Talking about marketing, here's another theory of mine. But I, but you know that they just. Did this for shits and giggles, and, and and that's it. They didn't have a. It's not part of the plot. They're just different for yeah, no reason. I know. But so that it. someone like you can go, oh, I love T Rexes with big arms. Absolutely, yeah, it's crazy. But we're constantly learning about dinosaurs, aren't we? We're as, not going to find beings. out that they had arms. That they, we we found out as human we? beings, we found out that the the things had bloody feathers. Only about a decade ago. Yeah, that's different than physically. The, the, we can see the T Rex skeleton with a tiny little arm. It's pretty you know? big. Feathers. Come on. That it, changes everything. I don't know about that. I mean, I've never really needed feathers. I've never, <laughs> I've never needed feathers on my dinosaur. I'll be honest. No. I I just kind of. I just want. I, I know what you mean. It's. The problem is Jurassic Park has made us. We're all bored with dinosaurs a bit. We've seen them all now. Yeah, we kind of uh, we kind of found that out when we released our dinosaur special last year, didn't we? Oh, don't start giving sales <laughs> figures away. For God's sake! I wasn't going to. All oh, right, okay. I wasn't going to. All oh, right, I thought you we were making out it didn't sell us. We were, it was we were very right, proud that. of that issue, weren't we? Yeah. And we thought, oh no, this this is going to go to anyway. And you know, recently here's a news story, right? These made out like everyone thinks that we're just sat on a, a big warehouse full of them now. That is a cracking issue. And if anyone wants one that missed out, email us and we'll toss you one in the post. Yeah. No worries, because you need to read it. It's amazing. It is a good Mac, that yeah, one. Yeah. That dinosaur feature, cover feature, amazing. 100 years of dinosaurs on screen. Yep. Yeah. Right from the f- earliest, earliest time uh, in, what was the first one? I can't remember. I know the one. I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but even they got the bloody arms right. 
one of the earliest screen inclusions of a dinosaur. It lost, um, was, it's the lost, the lost world. It was the lost it? world. Yeah. It was, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then King Kong as well. Remember King Kong? Oh yeah. Do they, you remember King? Kong? Do you remember King Kong? No, it's, no, it's no. It's a really no. obscure yeah. movie. Ah, uh, yeah. uh, but there's been a few of them, haven't they? We are talking about the original one with Skull Island. Yes. Although I love the seventies one, and I got really confused because when when I was growing up. I merged the two in my head, and I thought that they were dinosaurs in that one, but they're not. There's no, they're totally dinosaur-free, the King Kong remake. Well, a recent news story revealed that scientists have, have discovered a dinosaur with its face still on it. Okay. Yeah. Right. So never mind all that, you know... Uh, a little fly in a in a amber thing, right. mosquito. Yeah, yeah. Don't need that no more. We've got a bloody dinosaur face. Oh right, I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah, uh, two two months ago. Okay, so it's an easy Google. Well, I'll find out. Yeah, is it a good dinosaur or a, re- a really rubbish one that we're not bothered about? Oh, I thought you meant. Is it a baddie? No, I don't all, think it works. It's like no that. such thing. By the way, that's another thing with movies like this. I keep going on about it. I don't like the game Dino Crisis for this reason. I did, are you killing dinosaurs? That's that's they they're not bad guys. They're not bad guys. You shouldn't be shooting them. Well, what are you gonna do if you find yourself stranded on so a dinosaur planet? Like it? Get yeah. stay out of the way. Yeah, you're not gonna shoot them with your laser gun. I'd I'd do I'd shoot some rocks survive. so they fell near them and then they'd run off. Survival of the fittest. No, I'd shoot the rocks, and the rocks would fall down, and they'd go, oh, shit, and then they'd run off, and then I'd be all right. They'd be all right. They'd just do it. They're just, they, like, to me, you go and attacking dinosaurs, you might as well go shooting grannies doing the shopping at Lidl. No, because the grannies aren't trying to eat you. No, That's but the they're just doing here. what they want to do in their natural habitat, the same as dinosaurs are just doing what they're doing. They're chilling out and you're arriving in rocket ships from distant planets. That's You're, you're the one that's in the wrong. You know? Driver's not doing it for fun, though. I know, I'm not He's saying he is, but, you know. He's his young ward and himself. Dude, they both shouldn't be there. Shouldn't be there. I'm, you know, I'm just saying it. To me, I always feel bad when I see dinosaurs getting killed. And they do it, they deal with that quite well. In Jurassic Park, if you notice, a lot of them, a lot of the time, it's not us killing dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are sort of ripping each other to bits, which yeah. I'm fine with. Right. Yeah. Okay. It's only a, it's just a stance, isn't it? I'm not going vegan or anything. I'm just, you know, dinosaurs. I, I think that this movie, right, was never, I think the desire, the dinosaurs were meant to be a surprise. I think the marketing, they chickened out. Oh, well, what, what, I don't know what else you'd market this on because there is nothing else. There is, there are dinosaurs and Adam Driver's face. That's all that that stands out. Just, that's because he's got a big head, you know. I like him, though. Good actor. But I'm just saying, that's all you've got. What have you got? What would you sell it on? You've got a spaceman crash landing on a planet. On a planet. And he's, and he's got a laser gun and he has to protect a young girl. Uh, against, oh, so you do it like dangers. stranded, like mm. Robinson Crusoe yeah. on Mars, yeah. But I think the okay. dinosaurs were meant to be a surprise. All oh, right, so he didn't know where he was, and then he finds out. Um, well, I don't know this planet. What is it? And it's kind of like Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. Oh, we're on Earth! My God, uh, it's yeah. not an alien planet. It's our planet. Years ago, yeah. Yeah. 
this this movie is uh, so it's a disaster all round, really, isn't it? When what? you think about it, because yeah. every single thing that would have made this great has not happened. It was also made about three years ago. This movie didn't know that. Yeah, it's been uh, the. You can the, tell though. It's got lockdown about it. It's got, <laughs> you know what I mean. You can tell that everybody's being filmed separately, and and it's to, you know I'm not getting. It's not like a Zoom, one of them Zoom movies, but it is very I much that about these it. two people. I never got that about. Oh, it. I did. But yeah, I got it, yeah, that. It, it will have been born from that. You know, of course, what can yeah. we do and go to a, remote, a very remote oh, area. Yeah. Yeah. These none of those were stages, by the way. Okay. If you read the uh, brilliant uh, interview with. Uh, uh, the, uh, the the filmmakers Bex and Woods yeah uh, in the latest edition of uh, Starburst right. they talk about how the how that movie they were shooting in places that had never been shot in uh, in the history of cinema like actual rug, rugged swampy dangerous terrains the cinematographer was the guy who did the the you're looking so bored. Sorry, I'm not bored. I'm trying to. I'm, <laughs> Your eyes are glazing I'm not, over. I'm, so, I'm not bored. He filmed the, the cinematographer filmed the uh, the the Revenant. You know the one yeah. where Leo gets raped by a bear. Yeah. And, he does it all. And he said the shoot was tougher than that. And remember how they were constantly banging on about how complicated it was to make that film. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. So the you know I would still say. Don't don't write sixty five off, please don't. Is mm-hmm. it is it worth you know hauling your butt over to a cinema? Perhaps perhaps not, but don't write it off. I Once would it watch drops, it if yeah. it was on TV, yeah. and I would watch it if it was on at a mate's house. I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it's a it. Cool, it's a cool little adventure movie. It's I've seen worse. And it's not perfect, but it's it's still a lot of fun, and I did like. The, the horror aspect of the, the dinosaurs. Yeah. They they really crank that up. Oh, horror horror and dinosaurs work really yeah. well if it's done right. There's lots of comics that, you know, deal with it. And um, it, that's why I did. I didn't mind that Jurassic... Um, oh, what was it? Dominion. Jurassic Park Dominion one. Well, there was where, a lot um, going on. It was a haunted house with dinosaurs. It was oh, really no. quiet. Dominion bit... was the, the, the last oh, one. So you what's the are one talking about... It? It'll come to me in a second. The Fallen Kingdom. Fallen Kingdom. That one, where where they're in there... That was quite interesting to me, but every, people seem to not like that one. But, yeah, it didn't go know. down well. No, no, it didn't. But no. yet, yet, None it, of those movies did, did they? The first one did. Oh, that was a huge box office hit. Jurassic that. World. Oh God, yeah, huge. yeah, but it was bigger, bigger than the other three. Critically, it wasn't a slam dunk, though, was it? Got good reviews. It was fairly solid, and it did really well at the box office. I mean, that is the most successful one since the first one. Well, I thoroughly enjoyed but, it. But it's the my second favorite. one, the second one, is the one where people were like scratching their heads a little bit, and the third one just felt underdone it just had so much going on and so many characters that nobody was served very well i mean the og characters they they were they got a few moments here and there um you it was all it was almost like extended cameos for every single character in the film to me that was what the weakness was i like seeing the old characters meeting the new characters and that but they didn't really get to do much, did they? And the main thing about that third Jurassic Park, for Jurassic World movie, is dinosaurs are now living with humanity, not in a park, not somewhere else. We're all mixed in together, getting on in the world. 
And they didn't explore that aspect of it at all. They just had a little news flash about it for five minutes. The whole saga was leading up to that one movie. And Trevorrow, I think we interviewed Trevorrow back when it was coming out, and he was... He was hyping it up. This is what I've been waiting for my entire life. Yep. yep you see, and they didn't do any I was, of the things well, that they promised. I'm still waiting for that movie that he was talking about because well, that's not what I've got. I don't think we'll ever get it now. No, um, it's done. Yeah, 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 that that it. franchise has it's been over. squeezed dry. I mean, that's it. So, so I I think... We need I, to wrap up 65. I gave two, two stars out of, out of five. It, it's it's a three for me. And, okay, that's uh, I, good. I, I would I would say that you know, despite all its imperfections and the post production uh, meddling and whatnot, I, I would love to see what they originally envisaged. Yep. You know, if there is a longer cut out there, they will be. They will be, of course. Um, and one free from studio interference, they will be. They will be. Of course, they will. But even in its current form, sixty five for me is better than. All the Jurassic Park movies, apart from Jurassic World, which, right. I, which I do love. Boy. Yeah. There we go. That, so that, that is the best review this is going to get. I think you're going to <laughs> end up on the Blu-ray you are at this rate. You're going to be directly quoted on the Blu-ray. But I mean, the it's a bit, lot of fun. The bit, yeah, so we get the Snyder Knights on it. Really release the whatever cut. What's <laughs> his what's what's uh, Yeah, get get the release the full version. Yeah, you've seen something right. that I haven't seen. Another right. film came out last Friday. Right. Well, I'm not. Go- well, it, I'm just gonna. This is the last bad, sort of bad review, and I'm just gonna be very quick so that we can get on with these because we have got two cracking films to explain uh, to you and tell you about and hopefully you'll get some fun out of I've it. I've got about 20 pieces of news here as well. Okay, we're, we're going to do, go we'll do it all. Yeah, well, I'll there. be very quick. Okay, so I, uh, when I was a kid, got to the cinema and I loved the Winnie the Pooh Disney Disney film that uh, was on with, it was a double bill with Robin Hood, the animated Robin Hood. Um, the blustery day, I think it was, the Winnie the Pooh on it. Lovely, really charming, really good. They, they animated it, looked like the characters out of the Milne books, all wonderful. So I'm a big fan of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. I love these sort of parodies, I love these sort of cute looking characters that turn out to be murderous and, and all that, if it's done right. Fine. So uh, on the face of it, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey, when I first saw the pictures of it and I saw the trailer, I thought, oh, God, this is a bit uh, unusual, isn't it? But I Im- immediately just assumed, OK, well, it, it might be a laugh, you know, they're going to have a, a murderous um, piglet and Winnie the Pooh and what have you, that it, it might be, you know, like killer clowns. Sounds fun. So, so it... At the beginning, there's an animation very similar to the animated style of the Disney ones that everybody loves from the childhood, that that particular type of animation. And it was about, oh, Christopher Robin, he decided to leave them. And uh, it turned out that they sort of reverted back to their more animal 
form and a form, more animal form, what you like bestiality or what 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 are we talking about here? And and I was a bit confused by that. Then it started and within two minutes Christopher Robin goes back to catch up with the guys in the Hundred Acre Wood and he brings his girlfriend. His girlfriend is then brutally um raped and murdered what? and hung um and choked by um Winnie the Pooh with a chain and piglets having a good laugh watching it. Um then the 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 actual film begins and you just have a misogynistic movie with uh, that's all about literally a bunch of uh, young attractive girls being um, subjected to bestiality rape and torture and murdered and butchered and every possible thing you could think of uh, that could possibly happen in a horrible way to a woman and the the worst part of it is the production. It's no, it's no comedy. This is no. There is no comedy. This is as straight as Rosemary's Baby. This thing. There is nothing done for laughs. And at the very beginning, within ten minutes of watching the film, you've got Eeyore. They turn cannibal, and they then they kill Eeyore. Then, ten minutes on from that, your girl, Pooh. Goes over to the girl, rips her clothes off. Oh, um, come on. Rips her clothes yeah. off, bends her over backwards, no. rapes her, and stuffs her headfirst into a wood chipper. Uh, this kind of goes on, and you're thinking, well, this this is terrible. Uh, how can it be any worse? Well, I haven't told you about the flashback at the very beginning, which establishes that two of the girls oh. are victims of incest and rape from uh, rapey uncles and therefore that can add to the if you uh, weren't already really finding it difficult to watch all these girls being bestialited and bestiality's not a word but you know beastly dealt with and raped uh, you you have to know that they they're going to suffer even more because they've just they are survivors of incest and rape so Congratulations there. I mean, they managed to tick a lot of boxes that didn't need ticking. It is terrible. I mean, and not only that, there's, even if you're going to just say, well, let's ignore all this misogyny, all this crazy inappropriate shit that's going on in this film. What about the actual creatures? They're just rubber masks that you get 30 quid from a joke shop or a, a fancy dress shop. They're just boring rubber masks. Now, there's no animatronics in them. There's no CGI applied to them. They're just, it just looks like what it is. Two big guys in overalls running round with a pig mask and a bear mask raping women. And if that's what you want to do for your night out, it's only 90 minutes long. So, yeah, I mean, it is a long 90 minutes. It really is a long 90 minutes. It's a hell of a long 90 minutes for me. And that's my review of this. I mean, can I just not give a star? Can it no stars? Do I have to give half, one star, whatever? The lowest that you'll allow me to give it. There you go. That's my review of Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Have I sold it to you? It sounds abysmal. 
Now, I know we ran a uh, interview with the director. This is only my opinion, by oh, the yeah. way. I'm not yeah. the editor of Starburst magazine now, Chris is. And I am you're only... Pub- you're I am, the publisher. I'm the publisher. Oh, I'm only but, the publisher. But, but, <laughs> I, I know I get that, but I'm just saying it's my personal opinion, not the opinion of everybody at Starburst magazine. There might be some other people who strongly disagree with what I just said, and I'm open to listen to the reasoning why. But it um, to me, it just... just Pushed a lot of wrong buttons with me, you know. I mean, the the way I was, I was right there with you in the uh, thinking that this was going to be like a, a Chiodo Brothers esque type, uh, a, yes. fun, a fun horror flick. Because why wouldn't you make a fun Hell horror yeah. flick with this? And you can be sleazy, you can be gory, but this sounds heinous. I just don't understand it. No, I don't know why you'd want to make it. You know, when I was talking about v- uh, v- Velma, and I couldn't understand the rationale for making that show because of what it does. This is kind of the, even ten times worse because this is, if you had any affection for them characters whatsoever, this is an absolute nightmare yeah. to sit through. Well, the uh, the, I the current believe it. The, the actual Starburst magazine review uh, is only two stars. Uh, I think the reviewer, okay. it was Joel Harley. He was very much looking forward to it, and he was very disappointed and uh, uh, a little bit more generous than your zero stars. You give it zero if you want. I'll give it zero because yeah. I just I cannot. I, I, my job is to tell you don't watch this. If you can help it, don't. I mean, if you feel like anything I've said suggests that you might be in the mood for some of that, then hell, you know, that, that's fill up to you. Fill your boots. Yeah, fill your boots, because you certainly get more of that than you're going to get anywhere else. I mean, they, it was like turning back the clock 40 years. Yeah. I mean, it's the sort of stuff that everyone used to go on about. You know, the video nasties, they weren't as bad as this. Well, you know what's going to happen with they this? They weren't as bad as this. They were riding high. On a that that trailer was a viral sensation. Ah, yeah. What now? It's out, mm-hmm. and now people are discovering that it's a nasty piece of work. Yeah, uh, th- expect this uh, to be snuffed out. No pun intended. <sighs> uh, immediately, you know, they they That's... won't they won't be any buzz surrounding this. It will it will it will die a death. Yeah, because this isn't palatable. This isn't set. Oh. This, you, you can't. Oh. You can't sell that movie to a, uh, a an audience. I just cannot as believe. big as the one that we're excited about. Oh my god! No, that's all you need. Who, that was it. Horror Winnie that's the Pooh. Funny. Yep. Ha ha! Killer clowns from outer yes. space. Amazing. Yep. Brilliant. But killer clowns from outer space weren't raping women. They were they were cocooning people in um, candy floss. They were putting people in candy floss cocoons. And if you notice, most of them were assholes. Yeah. They no, was assholes. Yeah, yeah. They were doing it to bullies that you, you kind of so wish they were going to so do you it can to. Celebrate it. Yeah, yeah you these can were fun. just nice young girls who were all getting yeah, getting the pork it's in a way that's not necessary. But to have to actually add that subplot that they no, were survivors of incest no, is it's, it's unbelievable. This is really disappointing. I was looking forward surprised to surprised me in a way that I I am not shocked. I've watched some. Some stuff over the years. I've watched all them video nasties nine times out of ten. Some of them are absolute classics. They were called that. And when you actually get to see them, they're not that bad. Even I Spit on Your Grave is a revenge movie. It may not be everybody's cup of tea, but nothing terrible happens in that. And it is actually a feminist movie. Well, no, it does. 
but the it, right way. It, no, no, nothing. You said nothing terrible happened. Oh, it happens it? to yeah. her at the beginning. Yes, but, I was, I'm, but it's not graphic like that this. needed to be cleared. Yeah, up. it's yeah. not graphic though. Yeah, this, this. Oh, you get every moment of this. Oh. And can I just say? And even if you just went, well, I just want to watch it for the horror. The the the, the horror is awful. Like they, they run over somebody's head, but it's obviously just a plaster skull that they've put some mush, red mush, and a bit of blood in, fake blood, and they just drive a wheel over it. Oh, and it I, looks like that. I think That's we need what it looks like. On that because Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey is monopolizing too too much right. of our time. Well, let's right get now. on to something that we can both talk about. Pearl out this Friday. Prequel, prequel to X. Yeah. However, don't worry if you've not seen X yet. Mm. X Ty West's X came out uh, last January, I think. It, no, last March. One year ago. Yes. One year ago, and then one year on, we've got this prequel. Yeah. Uh, which he actually shot. Which surprised me. Shot in secret. Yeah. Back to back with mm. X. Yeah. But it makes sense though. However, you wouldn't think so because of the Technicolor and the way that it's done. It's a very different look because I love this. I love the cinematography of X more than I actually probably like the plot and the film. I mean, but I did like it. It had a Hills of Ice feel, and I did enjoy that film. The cinematography was extraordinary. But it really it, was. It does carry over into this as well, but this in is a very a, different way. It's a very different look in it. Yeah, set, yeah. In, set in the is it nineteen twenty four? Yeah, is set in yeah, and it focuses on the uh, uh, the the young. Uh, Pearl, yeah, who from, is in X? Yes, the 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 old woman in X. Yeah, yeah, we we find out about about her. But again, I don't. I, don't worry if you're not seeing X. Completely. Oh, you don't. You don't have you don't, to. You, you don't could watch to. Pearl and then watch X, and especially easily. those people. Uh, X didn't appeal to everybody. And you as might. Well. Yeah, this this would appeal to somebody who may not like X. Yeah, and might find X a little bit over the top. I was. I I wasn't too keen on X. I thought it was okay. But this, I think, is a masterpiece. Honest to God, masterpiece. No, it's a very, very good film. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. young young girl trapped on a farmhouse with uh, an infirm uh, father, mm. a um, quite a bully of a mother. Yeah, husband away at war. She dreams of stardom. She dreams of one day joining, uh, going, ma- making it out into Hollywood, and yeah, and and being becoming a dancer. But she's trapped on this farm. She's trapped in that world. And she's very frustrated by it, mm. and those frustrations kind of bubble over over the course. And of the she's movie. very bullied and repressed. Yes, I mean it's it's a very uh, it's not not um, it's it feels genuine. It feels very genuine of its time. I think it's it's very authentic. I agree. Yeah. So this is Mia Goth again, and she just delivers a, a performance which. Is is one of my favourite performances I've ever seen. Mm. Uh, she's absolutely incredible in this movie. Mm. And obviously, it's, it's, she also co-wrote this as well. Right. So I'm presuming, I'd have to look into it, that maybe she had a lot of input into that her character and the dialogue, etc. Mm. Um, yeah, I'll have to have a look at it. Whether you know they sat down together, Ty West and Mia Goth, and and developed this whole thing, or whether in the course of filming it, you know she yeah she earned that screenwriting credit. You can believe that it's not. I mean, the fact that she's in X, and you think, well, that must be that in must two be roles. difficult. Yeah, it is in two roles in X, and yet you don't 
recognise her as the same any anything from that film in in this. You you get towards the end maybe why the old woman is the way she is. It it perfectly does set that up. That's what I mean. If you see Pearl first and see X, I think it's it's going to work really well. Yeah, I do. It's got one of my favourite. Oh, my favourite moment is her with that axe, and I work, that's not giving anything away. It's the it's that moment where the um, the ride because somebody does the dirty on her without giving too much of the plot away. Somebody who could have helped her pretty much scuppers her and her one chance, doesn't she? And and it's all about your dreams being shattered, isn't it? I think I think that's a big part of it, and the, hopes and dreams. I don't want to ruin it, but yeah, but uh, that not moment. being able to uh, to to achieve those oh, hopes yeah. and dreams. So yeah, you know, it's quite relatable. Oh, very. Not the murder parts, but you know, the hopes and dreams parts. But God, that 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 uh, that. But there's a moment when the person realizes that she's pushed her too far, and it involves an accident. It's just, it's just a great moment. I really like that. But yeah. this thing looks beautiful. It's sort of, um, it looks like Technicolor. It looks like um, Gone with the Wind. It looks like every film from the n- late 30s to 1956. That's when that they don't do films like this anymore because they stopped using that film stock because it deteriorated. That's why you don't see it very often. And why a lot of these films, when you've had them on, they've been released on VHS and you see them and then suddenly that someone's done a Blu-ray remaster from the original film stock. It's mesmerising, the difference. It's incredible. And this, I don't know what they, I don't know how they've got it to look like that. It's, mm. um, it looks amazing. It does. Yeah. That's the best thing. Uh, I, I'd love that. That's two films and the cinematography is amazing on both. wonder if it's the same cinematographer. Yeah, I haven't checked that. No, well, we can't do it live on radio, can we? So, no. Well, maybe we, we'll insert it in here. The director of cinematography on both movies was Elliot Rocket. Yes, we will on the podcast. <laughs> that, yeah, that was it. Yeah, that, that was that, it. That was him that, slash her. That was it. Yes. Yeah. Right, scores for Pearl. Then it's out this Friday. Go see it. Oh, big recommendation. It's a four star from me. It's four from me. There we go. It's a definite four from me. Um. Yeah, I'm not going to mention Letterbox. I nearly slipped up then and went, "Oh, but I've given it what? No, I have Doesn't not. Matter. I have not been on anything else like this. Is just Starburst scoring." <laughs> right. So how weird that we're on a we're on a show, and that is not the best film that I've seen this week. You've got another one. I. It's not even the best film that I've seen this week, starring Mia Goth. What? So, Infinity Pool oh. came out. David Cronenberg's no. Youngen. It's released March 24th. It's not out yet. Oh, okay. So, sorry. Yeah. Apologies. So it's it's imminent. Imminent. Yes. And, uh, yeah, the, the, his, his son has pulled a blinder. It is David Lynch great. It's a horror film that has more fantasy elements than you would expect from watching the trailer or get or reading a synopsis so if you're wondering is this for me you know it's a very surprising film Mia Goff again amazing she's not the actual star of this because it's the Skarsgård guy who's the main character and this Cleopatra Coleman who I don't know that that well now she's great in it but again it's Mia Goff who steals it she's just a really 
intimidating, weird person in this film. And she pushes the psychotic nature of what's going on to the nth degree. Everything's great. They, they just it's it's dead simple. This couple, he's a, one of them's a burnt out writer, and his rich wife, who's basically been funding him all the years since his last book just didn't sell, and he's got another book in him, and he swears he's going to write it. She takes him to a very 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 posh ultra select resort on an island. It's a very poor island. Everybody's all skin and it's all awful, but this is like a compound, so it's a it's luxury. But only these rich people living in the resort are getting the benefit of all that. And then, as things go on, they meet um, that couple. End up meeting another couple. Uh, Mia Goth's character is a, a woman who's read his book and thinks it's great. And then they strike up a friendship, and they just go out on a night out, and that's that's all you need to know. And it's it looks amazing. The music's amazing. The cinematography's amazing. And uh, again, you got Mia Goff just oh, she's great. pulling some weird. It, it couldn't be a different performance than both these other films. X, right? Pearl. Again, it's it's weird, isn't it? Fantastic. I right. mean, I'll I, be watching that over the weekend. I've got the review copy as well to get through. You've got to, um, you've got to watch it. It's yeah. so, it's so good. I think because you like David Lynch so much, you'll see a lot of it. It's more, it, it feels like a David Lynch film. I thought, well, it, it's Brandon Cronenberg, so I went in thinking, oh, it'll be all. I was expecting a David Cronenberg <laughs> film. <laughs> yeah. And I got a David Lynch film. Okay. No complaints off me. No. None whatsoever. Excellent. So there we go. That's a, a bunch of films for you to consider whether or not to see. But I think we can both say anything with Mia Goff that is out at the cinema over the uh, you know over the coming weeks. I think you should just go and see. Yeah. There you go. The Absolutely. Mia Goff seal of approval. Yes. Right. So, can, can we end on some news? We can do. We've only got, like, one minute, though, haven't we? I know. Uh, I wanted to ask you about this Doctor Doctor Who spin-off news. Uh, Russell I, T. Davis has announced that yeah. the Hooniverse is going to be beginning. Yes. That, that's the brand, the Hooniverse, by yeah. the way. Uh, it's beginning with a uh, spin-off show uh, revolving around Unit. Yeah. Uh, starring uh, Gemma Redgrave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And he's very excited about this. He said uh, one of the episodes is... Is one of the best things he's ever written. He says. Well, that'll be good because that 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 comes from the John Pertwee era where he was stranded on Earth and they wanted to give him some sidekicks. So they came up with this military unit that investigated the paranormal and alien invasions, and the Doctor was their scientific advisor. And they've stayed in the show off and on. The Brigadier was the guy played by Nicholas Courtney. He was the main guy and he died and then this person that's in charge of unit now played by uh, Redgrave is supposed to be his daughter. And she plays it really well. She's one of the, she's a great part of New Who. She's she's got a massive uh, following. Um, Big Finish have done the audio adventures of of with her right, playing the okay. part as well. So this has actually been done by Big Finish. I'm not saying he's ripping her, uh, it off. I mean it's an obvious one to do this. Torchwood was similar. It was a group of people that got together, a government organisation that investigated 
weird alien happenings and weird technology that would drift through holes in time and arrive on Earth, you know. So as a, as a Big, fan a, of Bill Who... like the X-Files. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting that vibe. As, yeah. a, as a fan of Who, then, this is the right direction It's, it's for, a no-brainer. Today, it's a, ga- it's yeah. a guaranteed hit. It's okay. a guaranteed hit. Awesome. The, um, the only other thing that could... Uh, that, and I reckon if, the, if he brought back an occasional... Torchwood episode or two, people would respond well to that, but you've got your problem with John Barrowman. That's the only issue. Oh, yeah. I know it's a no, I don't know whether or not he's off the naughty step yet. Um, it's hard to tell with that one because... Bigger conversation, that. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, it is. We've got a couple of emails. Are you sure that we've not got to go? Um, it's 10 o'clock. I reckon we can do these emails okay, very quickly. Right, so we have got Gary Bowker. Evening, glad you're back. It's only March, however. What's your film and TV show of the year so far? And what film and TV show are you looking forward to? Best wishes, Gary from Brighton. Film of the year? I'm just... Um, Having a little look at a list that I've got here now. The, the TV and, show um, of the year is The Last of Us, and the what the TV show I'm most looking definitely forward the to. Last of Us. I'm looking forward to uh, Mrs. Davis, the new Damon Lindelof show about a AI taking right. over. Yeah, trailer just came out for that this week. It looks fantastic, and his body of work so far has been stellar. The lo- uh, Lost, The Leftovers, uh, Watchmen, all brilliant. Yeah, that's mine. Best movie I've seen so far. You find crazy. It's that Puss in Boots movie. Oh, wow. It's goddamn perfect. That, what I'm looking forward to, I don't know off the top of my head. I mean, no, I can't really. I'll have to think Indiana about Indiana Jones that. and the Dial of Destiny, that's I want to see it. That's I really want to see it. So I'll have to hurry up. Tony is saying, <laughs> hello, chaps. As an ex-mank, it's refreshing to listen to your show, saying it as it is. I live in the States now and people are just too scared to say the truth. Keep up the great work tony richardson living in sunny la i wish we were in sunny la and oh, julie b saying the film review about dinosaurs is hilariously funny uh so so funny laser guns are ready uh, julie and david galdar saying our oh, guys i like most dinosaurs but i have to say the diphlos diff d-l-i-o-p-h-o-saurus Dilophlosaurus gets right on my tit end with that fucking stupid <laughs> fan around its neck. Anyway, I agree with you about Scream 6. Pretty decent. Rather, right, I can't pronounce that one. I know what which one he means. He means the one with that thing yeah, that no, comes I can out. Picture it. It's like a big yeah. fan, isn't it, that comes around his head. Yeah. He, get, he, gets, um, he gets him in the car with it in the first Jurassic Park film, doesn't he? Spits in his face, yeah? Does, Is it him? Yeah. yeah. I think so. I think so. Well, that was that. I get it. Yeah. See, he knows his dinosaurs, David Geldar. He does. And, uh, he, you know, and that is a definite toolkit for survival. Right, I think we're out of time, finally. We've got more to bring you next week. It's going to be the best show you've ever heard. It's going to be the ultimate right, ed- episode. Yeah, oh, you won't believe how good it's going to be next week. In the meantime, I've been Mike, and he's been Chris, and we will see you with the best show ever next week. <laughs> centuries You don't know where you land It's a dark in mythology Treasures of history To be found Hidden legends of time All the handiworks Oh, I am
listening to Starburst Radio, the greatest radio show in the universe. Every Wednesday, 8 p.m. until 10 p.m. Exclusive to Fab Radio International. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, Portland Street, Manchester. Starburst Radio is sponsored by Fab Cafe, TV and movie theme bar, 109 Portland Street, Manchester.